The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. With razor-sharp claws, 42 teeth, and large jaw muscles that are capable of crushing bone... And not to mention a top running speed of 40 miles per hour. You better make every shot count when hunting spring bear. And so on today's revolution, Jim and Trav will conquer bear attacks, bear hunting tips, the expansion of grizzlies, and much, much more. And it's presented to you by Outdoor Channel at OutdoorChannel.com. And now, here's Jim and Trav. A tragedy in Alaska as a hiker is mauled by a grizzly bear. 49-year-old Richard White was killed and the attack was captured on camera. Okay, what makes these animals dangerous is they're very large and they're strong, okay? Even if you do know how to read them, it can go quick. One man is dead, another woman recovering in the hospital. I felt the entire tent just fly two or three feet. You gotta play dead or you are dead, and so I did. Because one thing you can never train a bear to do is stop being a bear. No, no. <laughs> you know, hearing that and what you said makes me think of that Timothy Treadwell. <laughs> what didn't a loser he, that guy was. Didn't he try, or he did, he kissed a bear on the lips. On the lips. And then later those bears ate him. Oh my God. They were and tasting him. his girlfriend. No, yeah. it's scary. Don't mess with that kind of crap. You get the... You get the Don't kiss him anyhow. No, I feel bad for the guy. I mean, really do. Somebody should have pulled him out of there. They, they never should have let him be there. No. Um, you know, you play with fire long enough. You're going to get burned. Hey, it's going to eat you. <laughs> uh, anyways, we are talking about spring bear hunting on today's show. Here's a little uh, bear trivia, though, Jim. Okay. Uh, I'm going to quiz your, your your bear knowledge. Sure not. I ah. barely have any knowledge at all. all. Right, here we go. A bear's normal heartbeat is what per minute? Uh, once every four seconds. Not even close. 40, 40 beats um, every 60 seconds. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> anyway, okay, a hibernating bear. What is its heart rate drop to in hibernation? Once every four seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you know? And no, this is amazing. Eight beats per minute. Holy cow. That's crazy. I when, don't... You're, when you're counting his pulse, you'd have to say one and... <laughs> <laughs> Wait for it. <laughs> All right. Now, a koala bear. Is it actually a bear or not? No, it's not a bear. No, it's a marsupial. And what makes it a marsupial? I have no idea. Why don't you tell me? It has a little pouch that the little uh, koala bears go in when they're born. Mm, that's cool. Hey, let me read you this. This is really cool. Then we're going to get to the show because I'm, I'm excited. I'm fascinated by bears. All right. In 2004, a black bear was found unconscious uh, in a campground in Seattle, Washington. Was it camping with you? Well, when you hear the rest of the story, you would think so. Uh, it had broken into a camper's cooler and used its claws and teeth to open dozens of cans of beer. But the funny part is it actually settled on one type of beer, Budweiser, drank all the Budweisers, that camp rangers actually found the bear like a couple hours later, laying next to the cooler, passed out. True story. It would have been better off if he would have drank Bud Light. <laughs> He's a lightweight. All right, anyways, so in today's show, we are talking about spring bear hunting. So in this week's Ram Power Block... Powered by Ram at RamTrucks.com. Hey, we'll hear from wildlife research biologist Rick Bass, and then phoning us on the Ram hotline at 785-846-7647 will be Be Bear Aware's own Chuck Bartlebaugh. And then joining us uh, will be Mike Cincy with the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife, and then outdoor legend old Larry Wisoon and unpros Chance Orth. All right, that was good. <laughs> Once again, Jimmy. I don't even read uh, <laughs> Rick Mace. Rick Mace, who is a wildlife research biologist who specializes in grizzlies. In Montana. Yeah, in Montana. Now, Rick, um, I mean, it's no big surprise that grizzlies are on the move, and they're moving towards areas that they inhabited nearly two centuries ago. Is this, right. is this becoming a problem, or is, or is this telling us that we were good conservationists? Well, I think what we're talking about is a, a huge conservation success story for yeah. grizzly bears in the West. Uh, you know, the grizzly was listed under the Endangered Species Act in 1975, and, you know, and at that time we started all sorts of habitat and population protection measures to, oh, yeah. to boost that population. And 30 years later, we're at the point of trying to delist the grizzly bear, both in... Uh, 
western Montana area, uh, the Bob Marshall and Glacier National Park area. Wow. As well as Yellowstone National Park. So the, the populations have rebounded, you know, as about as well as they can in the 21st century. Yeah. Now, when you yesterday, uh, you went out and you actually had trapped a uh, uh, grizzly yeah. and you put a collar on one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, have you done that a lot for, for well, tracking? That's what I do. Oh. <laughs> that yeah. was a dumb question. Other than, that, other than that, he would be out of a job. Yeah, other than that, there's nothing else to do. Yeah, no. Uh, the purpose of what my research, it's actually kind of a population monitoring study, is yeah. that we are, I'm charged with uh, a team that uh, monitors the population status of grizzly bears in the Bob Marshall Glacier Park ecosystem. And so in order to do that, we uh, radio monitor female grizzly bears, and from them we get population trajectory, whether the population is going up or down or stable, and then, of course, we get the survival rates and reproductive rates. So we follow about between 40 and 50 female grizzlies with radios every year. Man. So basically, you're a grizzly pimp. <laughs> That's exactly right. I have been since I'm 18. <laughs> I'm going to jail yet, though. He's been pimping them out. Yeah. You're a good handler, I can tell. Yeah. Um, well, been down, the, been down the road a long time. Now, they're saying um, in 2014, possibly, they're going to be delisted. Yeah. Now, why is hunting grizzly so important when it comes to management of them? Well, what we've seen in the last 20 to 30 years is a, a, a population that has grown from about 350 when it was listed mm-hmm. to over 1,000 grizzly bears outside my window right now. Dang, wow. holy yeah, cow. So we were at right this year, if all, you know, if you just do the basic math, we're at 1,000 grizzly bears in western Montana, up from 350. So there's the success story, but along with that success comes a little bit of trouble. You know, this isn't a mouse population, or this <laughs> isn't a deer population that's doing pretty well. This is grizzly bears. Yeah, and and they're doing really really well, but we've made the decision here that we're going to try to stabilize that population at at the point of delisting. That a thousand bears in this environment is just about right. Yeah, but if you look at the anti-hunting people, they're going to say that uh, that's a bad deal because anything could happen next week to the grizzly bear population, oh, yeah. and where are we going to be at? But well, uh, you you've had thirty years to really kind of track this stuff, so you know where it's going. Well, I know exactly where it's going. You know, that's what I do is, you know, follow them and uh, become intimate with the population and the, and the bears. And and what we're trying to do now is, is strike a, a balance between, you know, a good conservation, making sure we have grizzlies into the future, but also recognizing that this is 2013 and grizzly habitat is is uh, surrounded by humans now. You know, the bears are coming into towns. You know, I mean, we go to certain of our communities and they have to carry bear spray, uh, you know, yeah. uh, on the playground. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's not surprising to have maybe eight or nine grizzly bears in your backyard in any one night. <laughs> oh, and God. Your, you know, at seven o'clock, you shoot your kids out the window to the school bus. Um, <laughs> oh, and so that's the world we live in. Yeah. And so what we're trying to do to strike a balance is making sure that the population stays, you know, biologically healthy. But in fact, uh, enough's enough. All right. Let's go back full circle now. You got uh, from 350 or over 1,000 uh, grizzly bears Tremendous in that, success in that, story. That large area. Now, how does that affect me? I'm going up in the Bob Marshall Wilderness area, and I'm going to hunt elk this fall. Yeah. Uh, how is that going to affect me? Am I going to have a chance of more bear encounters because well, of the uh, triple population explosion? Well, absolutely. <laughs> That's the whole thing. <laughs> That's that simple math. Bears out there. And so, you know, we have a... a a large campaign going on, you know, kind of an interagency campaign of education uh, uh, to try to get people to deal with how to live, work, and recreate in grizzly bear country. So if you're, uh, you know, going into the back country to hunt elk, uh, we can try to educate you on our, you know, uh, via websites and pamphlets and, you know, other media to try to let you know exactly how to behave in bear country. But, yeah, there's no question that uh, if you're going to hunt anything in western Montana from ground squirrels to elk, you're going to run into a grizzly bear. Oh, yeah. Now, Rick, if we want to find out more about you, grizzly bears, the wonderful yeah. state of Montana, where do we have to head to online, buddy? Can you just Google somebody? Yeah, sure. yeah. Sure. Google yeah. them. Well, Google the Interagency Grizzly Bear Committee. Okay. Interagency Grizzly Bear Committee. Or if you Google uh, uh, Rick Mace mm-hmm. and grizzlies, you'll get right to my website. 
Nice. He's, yeah. the, he's actually the guy that first put mace in cans. Yeah. That's right. I wish I had that. <laughs> I wish I had that. My wife's name is Bissell, and I wish it was that. People, but it's not. You guys are prolific. Well, actually, Holy you, cow. you actually have the ability to keep the bear off the carpet. Yes. Absolutely. They don't come anywhere near me. A clean carpet and no clean bears near. And no mauling. Yeah. There you go. All right. One more time. Just hop online. Uh, Google Rick Mace Grizzlies. A lot of things are going to come up. This yeah. is so It'll interesting. Take you a lot of places. Yeah. Well, hey, we're the revolution. We're proudly brought to you by Outdoor Channel. Make sure you check them out at OutdoorChannel.com plus Ram Trucks at RamTrucks.com and Ruger at Ruger.com and High Mountain Seasonings. That is H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com and Zeiss at Zeiss.com forward slash sports and Cabela's. World's foremost outfitter at Cabela's.com. But coming up next after break, once again, we're going to have Chuck Bartlebaugh talking about bee bearware, how to be safe when you're out there on the trail. But uh, Mr. Rickman, thank you so much for coming on, buddy. We greatly appreciate it. No problem. Come to Montana. Come visit. Cool. All right. Hey, as Trap said, coming up next is Chuck Bartlebaugh, and he's with Be Bear Aware. Yeah, once again, we're talking about spring bear hunting on today's show. But first, here's a word from Mark. We'll talk to you guys after the break. Settle in, because you are here for the long haul. You're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Ram Trucks Bear Etiquette. If you encounter a bear, remain calm and avoid sudden movements. Give the bear plenty of room, allowing it to continue its activities undisturbed. If it changes its behavior, you're too close, so back away. If you see a bear but the bear doesn't see you, detour quickly and quietly. If a bear spots you, try to get its attention while it's still farther away. You want the bear to know you're a human, so talk in a normal voice and wave your arms about. Remember that a standing bear is not always a sign of aggression. Many times, bears will stand to get a better view, and you can always throw something onto the ground, like your camera, if the bear pursues you, as it may be distracted by this and allow you to escape unscathed. And finally, never feed or throw food to a bear. So Jim and Trav and their spring bear hunt is just getting underway, so stay tuned. Outdoor Channel, the leader in outdoor television for 20 years, has talent you can't see anywhere else. Follow experts like Jim Shockey, Ted Nugent, Michael Waddell, Lee and Tiffany, and more as they take you inside the lifestyle, around the world, and into the tree stands. We're celebrating 20 years of raw television, rugged adventure, and heritage. And it's only on Outdoor Channel, true to the core. Get it today. Call 855-44-OUTDOOR. Bring on the weather, the workday, the three-ton haul, the off-off-road. Turn the rain into hail, the dawn into a second night. Bring it all on, and more, because you'll never know your limits until you go looking for them. The new 2013 Ram 1500 designed to overcome every obstacle in its path with best-in-class fuel economy and a five-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. Engineered to move heaven and earth. Guts. Glory. Ram. Standard pickup class EPA estimated 17 city, 20 combined, 25 highway MPG based on Ram V6 4x2. Actual results may vary. Excludes hybrid models. See dealer for copy of the powertrain limited warranty. Ram is a registered trademark of Chrysler Group, LLC. You familiar with the term dumber than a bag of hammers? You're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Without further ado, here are the boys. Hey, we're back, and you're going to believe this. We're talking about bear hunting and bear attacks spring, and how to avoid them. Spring bear hunting on today's show. Yeah, we actually have a clip. It's kind of graphic. It's a cheap news report we found, uh, but it's a story about a young lady and her father, stepfather, in Russia. They got big bears. You know, Ron Spomer's always over there hunting bears. Yeah, they're hunting him. Uh, anyways, we are going to be talking about bear safety, but take a listen. It doesn't get any more disturbing than this. A Russian teenager has died after she and her father were attacked by a bear while on a camping trip. And to make the horrible scenario even more tragic, Olga Moskoyova, 19, used her cell phone to call her mother and spent almost an hour talking to her while the bear toyed with her and ate her slowly. It's believed that Olga first saw the bear attack and kill her stepfather, Igor, whom she was fishing with. The girl then ran away, but the bear chased after her and pulled her down. Olga phoned her mother, but the bear left after mauling her. However, Olga phoned her mother again a little later, saying that the bear had returned with her three cubs and they were now starting to eat her. 
Olga's mother listened as her daughter screamed for help. Finally, Olga told her mother that although the bears were still eating her, it didn't hurt anymore. Eventually, the phone went dead. God, I cannot believe that. That gives you the heebie-jeebies. You just got to be safe when you're out there. Uh, anyways, right now, we're being joined by uh, Chuck Barlbaugh, and he's with Be Bear Aware. We're going to be talking about how to avoid bear attacks. But, you know, guys, there's just that recent story, Jimmy, in Alaska. In Alaska, yeah. A family, Young family. A husband, wife, and about three kids were out there were attacked by a bear. Yeah, were attacked by a bear. Luckily, the dad was able to, he got bit, but he was able to fight the bear off. Uh, with a tripod for his camera. He actually said, here, hold this, and they ran. And they took a picture of him and blinded him, and they ran off. <laughs> now, uh, do you think, though, Chuck, honestly, that probably 90 to 95% of all bear attacks most likely could have been avoided if people would have done the right thing? Yes, they can be. You actually have to work really hard to get mauled. Now, real quick, before we get into this, Chuck, to find out more about you in Be Bear Aware, uh, where can we find you online? Uh, it's under uh, BeBearAware.org. Also, you can probably find them at uh, CenterForWildlifeInformation.org. That's another connecting point, too. All right, so let's cover black bears first, because black bears are totally different than grizzlies. But there's more, um, more attacks, aren't there, with there, black bears? There's more attacks with black bears. I think people probably aren't nearly as afraid of them. Um, I would say you should be cautious around any bear. But what is the first thing we need to do when we sense danger, when we're too close to a black bear and a charge is imminent, what should we do? First, you don't get close, but if the bear's approaching upon you, group together as a group, tell that bear you do not want it closer. Use words like go away, stop. Uh, they don't know the words, but they know the vocalization and the body language. And start backing away. Don't turn and walk away fastly, or definitely don't run, but back away and create more space between you and the bear. That tells the bear you're not comfortable, and the bear usually picks up on that unless it's being predatory or aggressive to defend cubs or its food source in the area. Well, you know, years ago, and I don't know if they do it now or have done it, but in Yellowstone National Park, you'd see bears coming up to the cars, and they're feeding them Oreo cookies and That's donuts bad. and whatever. Terrible. And actually getting out of the vehicle, take photographs of these bear, and yep. uh, do, do, do the bear kind of uh, uh, they, they lose their fear of humans, don't they? They do. They become what's called a habituated bear and a food-conditioned bear, two combinations that are extremely dangerous that allow close contact with bears that appear to be not dangerous at all. Yellowstone National Park, Gary Gunther there in charge of bear management, is doing an excellent job of reducing that problem and getting the tourists to uh, join with them. But the national media keeps showing that, so people arrive wanting to do that. Mm -hmm. But that's a dangerous kind of bear. All right, so let's say we've we've done what you said to do. We got a black bear, and this guy just isn't going away. Um, he's looking at us like we could possibly be lunch for him. And, and, and he, then I, yep. I take my bear spray out, and yep. we're grouped together, and I let that bear have it. I do not aim for the bear's eyes, nose, and mouth. I don't aim at all. I direct okay. an expanding cloud of bear spray at the front of the bear, and that will close down the bear's senses and ability to further approach or charge. Now let's talk about grizzlies. The same tack that we take with a black bear, we don't want to try to intimidate a grizzly bear, do we? No, you don't. And you just stand there, let the bear assess the situation, do the same, and then the bear figures, well, I'll go over here, you go over there, and, and you bypass each other. And you, you monitor the bear, but you don't get aggressive and stare at it. You don't get confrontational. If you can Back away, that's always the best thing to do, back to a point of safety. Uh, definitely don't turn and run because that can spark a response from the bear of, of chasing and pursuing. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, now, now you, you, you've backed into a group, or maybe you're out there by yourself, but say, say you've done all of those things. You've tried to avoid Mr. Bear, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, you've also done your bear spray, and uh, we'll say the wind uh, just squished from another direction, and now you've got this guy coming in on you. Is there any way okay. to survive that? If he's charging you, you drop to the ground, protect the back of your neck by clasping your hands there and putting your forearms on the sides of your face and try to remain still. And that works, works in a large percentage of the time. When the man from California and his wife were uh, charged by a mother grizzly with cubs, yeah. he chose to fight. The bear hitting once is my understanding. 
Unfortunately, I got an artery. Mm. She panicked and ran, and the bear then pursued her, but she tripped and fell on her face. The bear came over, sniffed her, picked her up by her backpack, which you should keep on, and just dropped her back down on the ground and walked off. And she was not injured at all. Holy if the cow. two of them had dropped and played dead correctly, there's a high probability that nothing would have happened to them. You know, you've proved a point that people keep proving over and over. We're just stupid, Chuck. You know, I mean, really. It's got to be basic responsibility. <laughs> it's like going to a big city and not paying attention to where you're walking around at and what the alley is and who's near you. People get cocky and you just need to be smart and respectful. And that's what it boils down to. Uh, now, Chuck, one more, yeah, one more time to find out more about you, how we can protect ourselves, be bear aware. Where do we need to head to online to find out more about this resource? Sure, it's BeBearAware.org. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with uh, Chuck Bartlebaugh, and this guy, he's a bear guru. He's the, he's the bear whisperer for real. This man's still alive. All right, <laughs> so be bear aware. One more time, get online, Google him, find out more about this, and, and and be smart we're in the woods. But anyways, we're brought to you by Outdoor Channel. Look them up at OutdoorChannel.com plus Ram Trucks at RamTrucks.com and Ruger at Ruger.com and High Mountain Seasonings. That is H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com plus Zeiss at Zeiss.com forward slash sports. Mr. Chuck, this has been so informative, buddy. Thank you. Thank you guys for having us on. You bet. Hey, coming up next, we've got Mike Sensi, and he's from Washington State. Actually, he's with the Washington Department of Wildlife and Parks, and uh, he's going to be talking about Calarian Bear dogs. Bear dog. Yeah. Yeah. Good to have one. Everybody needs at least two. All right. Stick around. Coming up next, uh, more spring bear hunting. We'll talk to you after the break. Ram trucks, chilling bear facts, grizzly attacks. In 2011 alone, there were 83 reported incidents in the northern Rockies of grizzlies charging people. Hunters were charged 31 times and hikers 29 times. 14 of the encounters resulted in human injuries and two people were killed. There's more action-packed spring bear hunting to come on The Revolution, so don't go anywhere. The Ruger SR-22 is the do-it-all 22 pistol for the shooter who appreciates style and demands reliability. Easy to field, strip, and reassemble, the Ruger SR-22 shoots a broad variety of 22 LR ammunition. It features an ambidextrous manual thumb safety decocking lever and magazine release, two options for grip, and a fixed white dot front sight and adjustable rear sight with reversible blade. The Ruger SR-22, another American-made product from Ruger. Gear Aids repair products make it easy to restore gear to like new condition. Use Aqua Seal to patch waders, seam grip for leaky tents, and Revive X to repel rain. Dozens of products with hundreds of uses. See the full line and find a local dealer at GearAid.us. Mondays. For bottom feeders, their livelihood is made of other fishermen's throwaways. When an empty haul. Eddie, you're slowing us down! Means an empty stomach. This is horrible. This is old school. This is how I hunt fish right here. Once you get it in your blood, there's nothing else. Things are looking up. Every fisherman always wants the big haul. All new Mondays, 10.30 p.m., 9.30 central. Only on Outdoor Channel. True to the core. Cabela's is the world's foremost outfitter for hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. You can outfit all your needs through Cabela's catalogs, online, and their mini stores. With the best selection, prices, and quality, all backed by a legendary guarantee. For the best in outdoor gear, go to www.cabelas.com. This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Let's make it happen. Roll it! Old Chuck Barnabaugh. Uh, before the break, be bear aware. We are talking about spring bear hunting on today's show. Yeah, well, you know, oftentimes when you're out there in the woods, you're approached by a bear or uh, you happen to walk up on one. He asks for a cigarette. You say no. Yeah. Things go downhill <laughs> yeah. from there. <laughs> you better be packing. Anyhow, Chuck gave us some really neat ideas of what you could do and, and uh, be able to survive a bear attack. Yeah, pretty handy information. Also, do not give cigarettes to bears. No. It, it provokes them. Uh, here in a second, though. Well, they don't have a match. Yeah, we're going to be joined by, uh, with those claws, they have a hard time lighting them. Uh, we're going to be joined uh, with Mike Sensi. He's Gives fixing a new meaning to, uh, to flick your pick, doesn't it? Claws, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's one of the head guys in Washington. I, I'm going to have him give his title. Yeah, well, it's amazing. I, he owns the state. He does. 
And as a matter of fact, he is number two in the law enforcement thing, and he's going to give you that whole big old title. But the thing is, uh, the buck stops with him. Yeah. Anyways, he's going to be talking about uh, Carillion Bear Dogs. Frank actually has a clip. Got that ready, Frank? You better. Your job depends on it. <laughs> now, Frank, I'll play, buddy. ABDs are actually an advocate for wildlife anymore. Uh, the ones we have are, because basically they are here to save wildlife. Uh, in the traditional way, when a bear was a bad bear, they would uh, oftentimes get euthanized on scene. And some of the states still do that. But what I've found with this, this dog and using the KBDs is they're actually saving bear by when we change behavior in the bear. That's really amazing how these Karelian bear dogs are uh, basically saving wildlife. Like he mentioned before, they'd have to euthanize them. And now they can uh, basically chase them off with these dogs and scare them. Anyways, we're, we're now being joined by uh, Mike Sensi. Uh, Mike, you got to give us your exact title, buddy. Uh, what do you do there in Washington? Well, you guys promoted me beyond <laughs> uh, my actual grade level. It's, uh, I'm the deputy chief of operations for the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife's law enforcement program. So the deputy chief of Fish and Wildlife Police. That's Holy cow. absolutely amazing. I'm sure you run across some wild stuff out there. But these Karelian bear dogs, I, I think it's so fascinating. How'd you come up with it? What do you guys use these dogs for exactly, Mike? Uh, we use them specifically for nuisance and, and potentially dangerous animal control, namely uh, bear and, to a lesser extent, cougar control. Really? And so um, we have uh, five dogs presently, and um, we're charged with uh, addressing conflicts between uh, black bear and, and humans. Mm -hmm. And the bear, will, uh, the bear dog will be used uh, to intimidate the bear. Uh, we'll use bean bags uh, and other uh, non uh Lethal. penetrating shot uh, to encourage the bear to move on to greener pastures. Really? Wow. Uh, now, how big is this? A, a large male is about 80 pounds. Holy cow. So a fairly um, substantial size to him then. Right. Yeah, they're they're pretty good-sized dogs. Uh, yeah. The difference is, is that they don't chase. They encircle. And oh. so uh, they keep the bear or the, or, or the offending animal in a location. I, I don't want to keep a bear around me. I don't want to have a bear in one place. I want the bear away from me, Mike. You know, I mean, that that's just, that's my point of view, all right? Call me a pansy, right. but that, that's the way I am. Before we go Trav, on with this, Trav's Mike, if we want to find out more about you, Washington State, buddy, where do we have to head to online to do that? Oh, we do have a website, um, and we also have a, uh, a Facebook account. And so if you go to the agency's uh, main site, Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife, just Google that, and uh, you'll come up with the agency's website. And at the bottom are two Facebook icons. Uh, mm -hmm. One's a Facebook account for the agency, the other's uh, for Fish and Wildlife Police. And, oh, cool. Uh, there is some cool stuff there. So wdfw.wa.gov. Now, what, what are some tips you can hand out to people? Because obviously you have... Um, these dogs for a reason. They're encroaching on our bears are encroaching into more um, habited spaces. And cougars, too. Cougars, too. Yeah, not just bears. But that, that's more or less because um, as population is expanding, we're getting into their area. They're looking for food, so they're, they're coming to where we're at. What is some just a, a couple basic tips uh, that you have, Mike? You deal with this all the time uh, just for common sense and safety. Well, you just uh, keep the attractant up. Um, I mean, black bears in particular in this state um, are just pigs in a blanket, <laughs> pigs in a fur coat, and um, they're looking for an easy meal. And mm -hmm. so if you can keep the garbage up, put garbage out on garbage day, not the night before, like I've done a couple times, and then you don't have to pick it up the next morning. <laughs> um, Down the block. When local food sources are low, mm -hmm. uh, these bears are looking at other sources to fill the void. And so just keep attractants, you know, away from bears, and you'll have solved 99% of the problems. Uh, but if you do encounter one, and a surprise encounter can happen to anybody, yeah, uh, just make lots of noise. You know, it seems like bear attacks, they're on the rise. And do you think that's mainly because, you know, I mean, people, they sit there in their homes, they watch these stupid videos on television. They watch Yogi Bear. Yeah. Um, and, and I think they don't uh, necessarily associate this animal with causing um, great damage to their body physically. 
Do you think it's just sheer or stupidity? Yeah. Do you well, think it's? I would uh, have to say something improper about even my wife. I had a bear that um, there's a large bear, 400 pounds, that destroyed wow. a cinder block retaining wall, left garbage all over the place. Really? Uh, the guy was apologetic that he hadn't reinforced it all with rebar. I told him, no, no, this bear's pretty persistent. You did what you needed to do. Good on you. We're going to trap it and remove it. And I pulled the trap over by the house while I looked at our policy, and I came back downstairs, and my wife was uh, pushing marshmallows through the mesh of the, uh, of the culvert trap. And this bear was very gently plucking the marshmallows out of the mesh. And, oh my and she looked God. up at me and very innocently said, he doesn't like tangerines, but he loves the marshmallows. <laughs> I said, woman, you are part of the problem. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, they're wild animals. They're unpredictable. Yes, they're cool. But they're, they're, they are like human beings in that they have different personalities. Yeah. You can have <laughs> bears, grumpy bears, and, and very cool, um, mellow, laid-back bears. And yeah. You don't want to misjudge. Oh, my God. That is funny. One more time, Mike. To find out more about you guys, find you on Facebook. Very interesting about your dogs. Uh, wh- where can we find you online, buddy? WDFW.wa. That's W-A dot G-O-V. Yeah. Hey, that was Mike Sensei, and this guy knows a lot about bears. He's from the land of uh, Zardok out there in Washington <laughs> State. <laughs> That's right. Well, hey, we're the revolution. We're proudly brought to you by Outdoor Channel. Make sure you check them out at OutdoorChannel.com. How about Ram Trucks? RamTrucks.com and Ruger at Ruger.com and High Mountain Seasonings at HIMTNJerky.com. Mr. Mike, this has been so great, buddy. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day, man. All right. Take care, fellas. Bye. Bye. You bet. Hey, coming up next is going to be Larry Wisoon, the father of spring bear hunting. Oh, he's the father of all beards. All things beard, Larry is. <laughs> Anyways, Larry Wisoon, spring bear hunting, coming up next. Uh, right stick here around. on The Revolution. Ram Trucks Chilling Bear Facts. Let's do some math. Statistics from a Canadian study show that you're twice as likely to survive a grizzly attack if you're armed with bear spray versus a firearm. And according to a U.S. FWS survey, outdoorsmen who used a gun during a grizzly attack were injured 50% of the time. So we have to cut to a break. But while we're gone, look us up at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. When I'm backpacking in the mountains, I like to travel light. That's why I carry Camp Chef's ready-made gourmet outdoor meals. These freeze-dried meals cook right in the pouch. Just add water. With menu choices like cheesy lasagna, teriyaki chicken with rice, and more, these meals taste great. And with a shelf life of seven years, they're also perfect as an emergency food supply at home. Look for Camp Chef's ready-made gourmet meals at a sporting goods store near you or at CampChef.com. Camp Chef, the way to cook outdoors. Introducing Terra, a new line of premium optics that combines the benefits of legendary German design and engineering with the performance features you've come to expect from Zeiss, all at an incredible value. Find out more at Zeiss.com forward slash sports. What happens when two great hunters who happen to be very competitive brothers go head to head for 12 wild turkeys? We're just a little competitive. There's cheating. Lock the gate. Now we got breaking and entering. Spying. Yeah, baby. And just a little boasting. I don't see us losing. Brothers Mark and Terry Drury go at it in the ultimate turkey hunting competition where the winner gets bragging rights and all the trimmings. King of the Spring, Tuesdays, 10:39:30 Central, only on Outdoor Channel. True to the core. High Mountain Seasonings, the world's best kits for turning your game into jerky and sausage. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav. We are going to do everything in our power to make this all as confusing as possible. Rawr! Spring bear hunting on today's show. Yeah, if you're just joining us, man, we had old Mike, uh, Mike Sensi. I'm glad I got it. I actually got his title right now, Mike Sensi, and he's the deputy chief of the Washington State Department of Fish and Wildlife. I wish I would have had that when we were talking to him. Yeah, and we were talking about Calarian dogs. Yeah, pretty cool. Those dogs are really neat. You got to hop online, uh, check them out. Maybe buy yourself a dozen or so. Um, uh, right now we're being we jo- have strange names. <laughs> yeah, right now we're being joined by uh, uh, Larry Weiss, and we have to apologize. The phone connection is absolutely terrible, but it doesn't matter because you know what? The- Larry Weissoon is the only man the Jim Shockey looks up to. The man of all men. My real dad. He's the only guy that uh, uh, Jim Shockey looks up to. He is taller than Jim Shockey. Yeah. But 
Jim Shockey, I've been thinking about this. He has nothing. Jim Shockey's a midget. Yeah, he has nothing he can honestly be proud about. He's Canadian right there. <laughs> if you could overcome that hurdle, the only way you could overcome that hurdle, okay, is to get American citizenship and to basically denounce Canada. Okay. He needs to do that. Anyways, Larry, how's it going, buddy? Well, I am, I, that's a surprise to me, but I am honored. Of course, I am truly honored to be back on the show with you guys because, I mean, it's like family. <laughs> We're truly honored to have you and your beard, Larry. Uh, well, thank you very much. All right. So let's talk about spring black bear hunting. You know, later in the season, uh, predator calls, as you know, Larry, are, are recommended to use. I just don't like putting myself in a position where I am now the bait. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you what, though. It's great fun. Uh, several years ago, there was a gentleman named Billy Stockton who uh, outfitted in Idaho and Montana. And yeah. What he was doing, he was taking an elk call, an elk distress call, mm-hmm. uh, particularly from a calf. And, I mean, he'd get up on a ridge somewhere and he'd start blowing that thing. Yeah. And the only thing that responded in those instances from what he told me in, back when was, was some of the really big mature boars. And they would come at a dead run. Mm. And years ago, too, uh, Judd Cooney. Judd Cooney is a ex-game warden, ex-writer, great photographer from uh, the Colorado area. And, and hunted a lot with Judd way back when. And, yeah. And Judd and I did some calling together. And one thing we learned about calling bears is that if you use a regular varmint call, mm-hmm. if you, you could spot a bear, even if you were in the area where you thought there might be a bear, you would just start calling. And as long as you kept calling, that bear would, would keep coming. Mm-hmm. Now, if, when you stopped, after a little bit, he would lose interest. But we, and we played around with several different bears. We could watch and all those kind of things. But they were yeah. truly attractive. But you're right. They're coming for food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you're the food source when they, when they do respond <laughs> to those calls. So it does add to the quote-unquote adventure of the, the spring bear hunt. Yeah, but normal, there's there's two types of hunting in the spring. One is overbait, over which, which you and I did last year up in, uh, in Manitoba. And then there's that spot and sock or using the call and so forth. Now, which do you prefer? You know, I really prefer the, the, the calling and the spot and stock as opposed to baiting but at the same time it is a great joy to sit on that bear bait and to have bear come in and, and a lot of times you'll most time early on you just have big boars responding and a little bit later in the season you might have a sow with cubs come in but to watch the antics that go on with those bears as mm-hmm. they're coming to watch them come in to pay a particular attention to what they see what they hear what they smell you know and you can see all the reactions on these bears that that to me is, is so much fun as well. But when it comes down to the actual hunting part of it, I really prefer, you know, getting out and doing a bunch of glassing. And I've had the opportunity you mentioned Shockey. I've hunted over on Vancouver Island and some other places that the gym has had access to over the years. And to me, it's so much fun to yeah. to come one on one with that individual bear, to, where you really have to pay attention to the wind. You know, they don't see all that well, but they see better than a lot of folks. I think realize because they catch movement so it's one of those things kind of like when you're hunting deer and you're still hunting you have to almost slowly orchestrate your movement so mm-hmm. you don't have those jerky movements but yeah a spot and stock can be so much fun particularly when you try to get in close to them yeah, yeah. you know last year when i was up there with you uh, in manitoba at agassi outfitters agassi it's agassi at any i rate- wasn't even there and i know that <laughs> <laughs> but well but- i just learned something but anyhow, it was it was interesting. When I was on uh, out hunting, I saw a dozen bear in three days. And the funny part about it is, as you say, you're watching what the bear are doing, and they are so aware of what is around them, especially when the smaller bears come in and then the bigger ones show up. And after I had harvested mine, uh, it was really funny. I had a couple of bear come in, and they would only get so close they could smell the bear. They didn't know where he was, but they could smell him, and they just kind of shied away. Well, it just so happened. I remember how big that one that you shot was. And you talk about the boss bear for the area. I'm sure they came in and took one whip of that bear and they go, oh my gosh, we got to get out of here because that big bear is around here somewhere. So, But you're right. That to me is the big fun of, of sitting on a bear bait is watching those bears come in and watching how they interact, how they react to different things that occur around them. And, and Actually, so very often we don't give those bear as much credit as, as what we need to for their yeah. sense of smell and, and, and even to a point of hearing, but particularly their sense of smell. It's just, and if they've had any kind of pressure at all put on them to speak of them, the beauty of that place where we were up there is those bear really 
hadn't been hunted all that hard in the past. And But I've hunted where the bears have been pressured a little bit, and oh my gosh, you have got to be so careful with your scent. You've got to be mm-hmm. so careful in terms of, of where you place that blind or whether you, of course, I like to sit on the ground rather than up in a tree, and that kind of adds to the adventure of it as well. But also, <laughs> you have to be really careful, you know, in terms of of blind placement or where you set up mm-hmm. relative to those bear can smell. There you go, there you go. We're going to have to leave it at that. We've been talking with Larry Weiss, and he says now it's time to get out there and do that spring bear hunt. That's right. Now, Larry, if we want to find out more about you, fan you on Facebook, follow your, your mini adventures, buddy, where can we find you online? Probably the best place to go right now is Larry White Food Outdoors on Facebook. It's the site that I'm most active on. Uh, I do a bunch of vlogs for Rivers. I have one of the snake lines and, and uh, the wildlife gallery as well. And, and they can kind of keep up with me there too. So, uh, But that's probably the best place to go to Larry White Food Outdoors on Facebook. Google this man. He's the most Googled man in America. That's the rumor I am spreading. I understand his beard is Googled, too. <laughs> it is, yes. Well, it he has is. its own zip code. His beard and I are close friends. Larry and I, not so much. Nah. <laughs> All right, so, Larry, one more time. Uh, we got to find you on Facebook. Got to watch you on television. Such a great time. Well, hey, uh, we're proudly brought to you by Ram Trucks. Look them up at ramtrucks.com plus Ruger at Ruger.com and High Mountain Seasonings. That is H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com plus Cabela's, world's foremost outfitter at Cabela's.com. Mr. Larry, as always, buddy, thank you so much, friend. The pleasure has been mine. You bet. Hey, coming up next, we've got the Unpros Chance Orth to talk about bear hunting in Wisconsin. Yeah, once again, we are talking about spring bear hunting on today's show. Uh, we'll talk to you after the break. Ram Trucks Total Bear Quiz. It's crunch time. There are eight species of bear worldwide, and let's see if you can name them all before I do. Ready? Go. One, brown bear. Two, black bear. Three, polar bear. Four, sloth bear. Five, spectacled bear. Six, sun bear. Seven, panda bear. And number eight is the Asiatic black bear. Well, if you want our little race, email Jim and Trav at radio at outdoortrailsnetwork.com and say, I win and you guys suck. Well, we've got to get to a break, but stick around. Hunters, stop climbing ladders and hunting out of boxes. Nature Blinds has created an extremely realistic tree you can comfortably hide inside at ground level, and they last forever. Learn more at natureblinds.com. To take it all head on, channel the universe, steer the satellites, defy the elements, Roar past convention. Shift every course. Rewrite the roadmaps. Push beyond the possible. And bring the world to its knees. It takes the new 2013 Ram 1500. Engineered to move heaven and earth. The road doesn't end here. This is only the beginning. Guts. Glory. Ram. Ram is a registered trademark of Chrysler Group, LLC. This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Oh my God! Here are the boys. You're back on the air with Jim and Trav. The phone lines are open at 785-846-7647. You know, Trav, we've been talking about spring bear hunting. We've had some people on talking about uh, how to avoid bear confrontations and so forth. But our next guest knows a whole lot about bear attack. He knows a lot about confrontations. He doesn't wear clothes. (laughs) No, he scares the bears. He looks like he's wearing a woolly suit when he's naked. He's just so hairy. I thought he had little hair pajamas on. (laughs) That is Unpro's Chance Ors. Chance, how's it going, buddy? Howdy, boys. Doing great. Doing good, as always. You know, we're talking about... It's true. You know, sometimes I'm walking through the woods <laughs> naked, of course, and the bears just take me for one of their own. <laughs> yeah. He, he cuddles up with them. <laughs> <laughs> he hibernates. I said, where's all the good berries at? <laughs> You know, let's talk. Yeah, I'm you know, hungry. One thing that's always fascinating, we talked a little earlier in the show, but we're going to get back into it, bear attack stories. And there is a story, I don't know if you know about it, Chance, and that Jim told me a long time ago, there's like a bear up in Alaska. And, I mean, this thing, remember that, where he actually bit the barrel, barrel of, a gun? of a gun? Yeah. He bent it. How many people did this bear kill? He killed like eight or ten people. All and they hunters. were all shooting at him, and, he, and uh, as a matter of fact, he got away. I think they may have found him eventually. 
but uh, it killed all these people. Yeah, just was it in Alaska? Oh, it was in Alaska. Yeah, the gun is actually in a bar in a glass case, and that barrel is bent. Where that bear chomped down and, and bent the it. barrel. Yeah, bent yeah, it. bent the barrel and bent it. Oh Lord! Yeah, no, that is incredible. Uh, and I've heard of other rampages like this. It's one of the reasons, you know, it's up for some debate. Um, certain people and guides included will tell you when you're heading out there, bring a spray. Oh, yeah. There's the, and there, there's an argument back and forth about the efficacy of these bear sprays. And, and they can work uh, wonders. But I've heard a number of stories where people were armed only with bear spray Um where when a handgun or a, a shotgun could have saved some lives. And there's a situation like that where uh, a bear is going back and forth uh, between victims, mauling people. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, there's one story in particular I heard about a husband and wife. And uh, while he was mauling the husband, the wife would come and hit him on the head with a, a log and then he'd turn his attention to her, and and the husband would do the same thing. <laughs> oh my god, that but is when, terrible! You know, a single well placed bullet would have <laughs> taken care of the whole deal. The sad thing is, you hear all these stories, and it's not like a real quick death. No, you know, it's very mm-hmm. slow and painful. Actually, it's the truth. Yeah, but actually, if you do survive the bear attack, okay, you have a greater chance of dying from infection. Because their mouth is so horrible. You know, the things that they eat and so forth and all the bacteria that gets in. Uh, yeah, it's uh, pretty pretty gruesome. It's a serious situation. Blood poisoning and so forth. Yeah. 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 You know, they, they, they you say. Know, oh, sorry. Me, I've always wanted. I, I don't want to be mauled exactly, but I've always <laughs> wanted to get some nice scars maybe on my face. Just of a claw. <laughs> you would look great. Yeah, with um, I think I, so too. Just yeah. a nice, maybe like one little scar by your eye, and then one all the way across your face. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and then a parrot. Yeah. I was also thinking maybe a full claw across my chest. <laughs> that would be so cool. And then you save the shirt and you just wear it out on the town. <laughs> you know, That's you know, true. But uh, it's not a laughing matter, of course. Oh God, no. <laughs> No. But I found it interesting. I have read on uh, grizzly attacks in particular, but also black bear attacks. And and often the case when uh, things turn south for a hunter or a hiker or what have you, the, the, it's interesting to note that, generally speaking, the bears are just trying to put you in your place. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's mm-hmm. kind of a dominance thing. They're just treating you the same way that they would treat a cub, you know, with a swat or two. Mm-hmm. And, but they have no way of predicting how uh, delicate we are. <laughs> There's <laughs> no love taps. Going toe-to-toe with a grizzly is not a good idea. No, sir, it's not. Though it's, like I said, it is on my bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be, that's got to be the last thing on your bucket list. <laughs> yeah, right, right at the end. Yeah, well, I, I fulfilled everything else. Yeah. <laughs> Item number 54 gets swatted by a grizzly bear. You know, they say that in uh, 1979, it was the last grizzly known to be taken in Colorado. I have to say that's BS. There's been a lot of people that have spotted them. I have. Yeah. I, at Buckles Lake, uh, I we, we just did a cross-country trip riding horseback and uh, went back to pick up the trailer. And off from this hill came this grizzly and big old hump on his shoulder. And it was kind of a, a brown in color. It wasn't a black bear. It wasn't a cinnamon-colored black bear. It was a grizz. Yeah, I don't care what people say. Well, you know, we were, when we were talking to old uh, <clears throat> uh, Rick Mace earlier today, saying that grizzlies have now migrated to uh, prairie lands and stuff, you know, going back to their their or original habitat. original habitat. You know, this is where they're from. You know, the Midwest, Kansas is where grizzlies were found. Absolutely. And, well, those... I would love to harken back to the good old days and maybe get a, a few grizzlies in Wisconsin as well. And I think that just speaks well for uh, conservation that uh, their populations are starting to boom. And, and I agree with you. There's no way that there aren't grizzlies in Colorado, given the size of the population in neighboring states. Yeah. Now, have you guys ever had any uh, rudins with any uh, in your, your numerous trips that you go on? <laughs> Um, you know, Lord knows, Lord knows, we ask for it. <laughs> we leave do everything bacon out. wrong when we're out in the woods, <laughs> and, and still we no leave problem. Our, we leave our food out. And, 
and everything, but we have never had a run-in with the bear. Well, partly I think it's because we're up uh, screaming at each other <laughs> drunk around the fire half the night. That does help. You are a loud, cantankerous bunch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. Well, well, I get a couple of drinks and me. My opinions really come out. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so if we want to find out more about you, possibly you'll invite us over to see these skeletons. Um, where, can we find, where can we find Unpro online, buddy? Uh, I'd love it if you'd visit us at www.unprofishing.com for our videos. You can like us on Facebook at The Unprofessional Fisherman, and our Twitter handle is UnproFishing. You bet. Hey, Not that was. Pro. Yeah. Unpro. Yeah. Hey, that was Chance Orthonese uh, live from Jellystone National Park. That's right. We're the revolution. <laughs> hey, hey, boo <boo-boo. laughs> We're proudly brought to you by Outdoor Channel. At OutdoorChannel.com, how about Ram Trucks? RamTrucks.com and Ruger at Ruger.com. And High Mountain Seasonings, that is H-I-M-T-N Jerky.com. Mr. Chance, as always, buddy, thanks so much. It was a blast. Thank you, guys. Ram Trucks Wilderness Ready. Do your homework. As with all trips, be sure to research where you are going and what wildlife is in the area. Preparation and knowledge is the key to ensuring a safe trip for you and yours. Keep an eye out for bear warnings and always talk to a ranger if you have questions or concerns. Well, if you've ever had a close encounter with a bear, Jim and Trav would like to know about it. So please write in and tell us all the gory details at radio at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. And we'll see you after the break. Two men who live, eat, breathe the outdoors. Hey, we want to give a special thanks to all of our 419 affiliate stations, our advertisers, and everyone that makes the show possible. Like Miss Bunny, Fun Joe, our producer Mark Paneri, Frank the Sound Guy, Rick Mace, Chuck Bartlebaugh, Larry Wysoon, and chance or yeah and also we want to give a special thanks to outdoor channel plus ram trucks making all this happen you know this time of year perfect time to get out go camp and do some fishing once again make sure you take some kids with you uh some bear spray because <laughs> you don't want to be bear scat <laughs> that's that's a bad thing anyway stick around your local news weather it is coming up next god bless you boys and girls jimbo and i love you go fishing go hunting enjoy the outdoors we'll talk to you next week Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.